is a Bramble Jam podcast. Live from the North Pole, it's time for Christmas Morning, the daily show where every day is Christmas. Here are your hosts, Brand and Scott. And also Shannon. Hello, everybody! It is the 25th of May, which means it's time for our monthly, I almost said annual, our monthly Christmas party. I am joined by two folks today. Um, will the real Scott, um, uh, what, what did Alonzo call you? Uh, Noonan? Oh, uh, Noonan. Scott Noonan. That's my new name, yes. Will the real Scott Noonan... Please stand up. Scotty, are you here? Scotty is in the house. Hello, Brandon. Hello. And is Shannon uh, around? Shannon, hello? I am here. Hello. Thank you for... Uh-oh. <clears throat> oh, here wow. we go. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> it's a little smoggy up at the North Pole. <laughs> yeah, gosh. It's tough it's, up here. It's so smoggy. So, so smoggy. much pollen and, you know, dust. What can you do? Brand, this is the best day of the month. It's the best day Every of the month. month. Every month. This is just the it's, best. It's the best. And I and I uh, I imagine, Scott, I haven't done the deep dive into uh, today's uh, uh, rundown, but looking at it, uh, just a quick perusal, it looks like we got a jam-packed show today. We have a very jam-packed show. I can guarantee it's going to go past 30 minutes. So take the long way wow. if you're on your way to work this morning. Take the long way. You have our permission. That's you exactly certainly right. do. Um, I, let's not waste anyone's time, Scott. Let's get straight to it. What do, what do we got to do first? Before we get into things, I think we should do the countdown. Well, yeah. Seven months until Christmas? Is it seven? It is. Because it's six months in June. Woohoo! Seven months until Christmas! Yeah! We normally get to talk about how many days or weeks it is until Christmas, but I love on these party episodes that we get to talk about how many months there are. These numbers sound so small, and that is huge. It's huge. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have a ton of great stuff to get to today. Are you ready? We have crafts and projects, Christmas traditions and memories, recipes, and book and television reviews. I don't know where to start, so I guess we'll start with crafts and projects. Oh, boy. Crafts and projects, crafts and projects, (laughs) crafts and projects. Yay. Okay. You surprised me on that one. I wasn't prepared for it. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's all right. I'll be good from from here on. Hopefully, Shannon doesn't mind doing some reading this morning. She's got the Always. best voice of all of us. Do you mind reading a little bit, Shannon? <clears throat> Not at all. My voice all might right. mind reading, but no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> this is this this next one is from. Shannon Jeffrey. left his slight idling right outside the studio. Brand, this That's is rough tough out there, man. Oh man, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, from Jeffrey Dale, Merry Christmas, Brand Scott, Shannon, and the whole North Pole gang. I found your podcast last September while looking for some holiday entertainment. It has been just the thing to bring year-round Christmas joy. My oldest son, Noah, and I listen every week as I Hi, Noah. every week as I drive him to karate. We always enjoy the Christmas jokes and song battles. I have always loved the Christmas holiday and try to find different ways to enjoy it throughout the year. 
One of these ways is through another passion of mine, woodworking. Over the years, I have built a variety of Christmas pieces for family and friends. I have attached a few photos of some of my recent work, which includes an ornament display, Christmas tree collars, Christmas tree collars. It's a Christmas tree collar. Yeah, there's a photo, but you got to scroll down. Does he make the leashes too? Sorry. Yep. Anyways. Oh, oh, uh, sorry. An <laughs> <laughs> outdoor nativity stable and the shelf display for my Christmas village. A tradition my wife and I started a few years ago is to put together a Christmas puzzle each year, and then I build a frame for it, and then we hang them up during the holiday season. Our two older kids of four, 10 and five, so he has four kids. Four kids. So he's saying. Yeah. And the two oldest ones are 10 and five, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Have joined in on the puzzle fun. We always have Christmas music playing or a movie on the TV. I love being able to share my joy of Christmas with them through holiday activities such as cookie baking and decorating, arranging the Christmas village, and watching our favorite Christmas movies and shows. We start decorating the first weekend of November as every room in the house is decorated. We now have five different Christmas trees that we put up each year. Five. Wow, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. One is always real, which we go to a local Christmas tree farm and cut down ourselves. We also decorate the exterior of the house with lights and a wreath on every window. I am the director of facilities for a university, which gives me the opportunity to spread the Christmas cheer even further. I am in charge of the Christmas party each year and start planning in June. That is that is some advanced planning. We always yeah, have to get on that soon, Jeffrey. <laughs> we always have great food, games, entertainment, and prizes for all who attend. I have attached a picture of me in my Christmas party outfit. My wife bought me my gingerbread man pants a few years back, and they are always a big hit. One of my favorite traditions is participating in the angel tree. Each year, we choose a family, and then we'll take the kids to help pick out the gifts for them. I always try to instill in my kids with all of our activities what Christmas is really about, the hope and joy that Christmas brings, and we can show that Christmas spirit all year long. I read the book A Christmas Carol every year, and one of the last lines in the book has always spoken to me. Scrooge brings a little of the Christmas spirit into every day, respecting the lessons of Christmas more than any man alive. I try to live with Christmas in my heart every day because I know that the joy and spirit of giving should not be relegated to a season. I want to share my love for Christmas all year long. I really enjoy the show and look forward to it every week. Wow, that was really awesome, Jeffrey. And Noah. That was fantastic. Yeah. Can you see the pictures? I'm going to put them on our Instagram, but Shannon and Brand, can you see these pictures? These are awesome. Wait a minute. I can see the picture. I don't I don't see a picture of him in a suit, yeah. which is what I'm dying to see. Same. But I do see uh the the um the how the Christmas tree with the with the what are they called? Um the ornament tree there. That's really cool. The middle one is the Christmas collar. Mm. I think he's talking about something that goes around the base of the tree and I'm jealous. That's I want pretty that. Sweet. And oh. as one of the world's worst woodworkers, I've wanted to build that myself. But I haven't yet. So I don't know. You know, maybe I could be a journeyman under Jeffrey or something here because these are awesome. Christmas villages. That's it. Christmas like, villages. I don't, I don't understand. It. Like he and our listeners do more things than all of us combined. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very true. Like, that's right. What? Uh, yet another example <laughs> of these people are better at Christmas than me. Thank you, everybody. He starts planning a holiday party in June and, and woodworks. 
but he only starts decorating in November. I would like to suggest back up he backs that up to October 1st. Gosh, this guy. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. That That is our only craft and project one, but it was a big one. And thank you so much for sending all these in. I will get the picture of his gingerbread man pants. I uh, didn't put it in our show notes, and I apologize for that. So it's going to be a surprise to both of you, just like it is to everyone else. Okay? Okay. Uh, Bran, we're going to move on to traditions and memories. Oh, you mean like this? (laughs) What does it mean to do something on a regular basis? It's a tradition. Yeah, it's a tradition. <laughs> and what does it mean when you think about something and you're like, I remember that. It's a memory. It's traditions, <laughs> traditions and memories. Thank you. That was so on the nose. That was Thanks, probably everybody. your best Thank one you. yet, Bran. Um, you know, and I haven't run this by you guys, but I think we should do our July Christmas party at Bramblefest. So you're going to have to bring that up on stage, Bran. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not upset about it. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> Shannon, that last one was long. Do you want to read the next one or do you need a break? I think I'm ready. All right. Take it away. Okay. From Craig Wildman. Hello, Christmas morning from across the pond here in jolly old England. Cheerio. I wish I could do a really good English accent because mm. I could do that. My uh, name pip, is Craig. Right, right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> pip pip at the Christmas guy 365 on Instagram. <laughs> and I love hearing everybody's Christmas traditions. So here is one of mine. We have an annual Christmas voting night. This takes part around the beginning of November and consists of getting a lot of Christmas snacks, some Christmas music in the background, and one of those fireplace things or a Christmas cafe scene on YouTube on the TV. No idea why we do that one. We just do. And we have categories. I support that. I support it, too. That's awesome. Excuse me. Um, And we have categories. Someone get some oxygen for Shannon. Uh, Oh, man. And we. The fumes in here, Bran. Wild. And we have (laughs) categories. And we have categories. (laughs) Listen, everybody wants us to have as much fun as they're having, okay? It's fine. Stop laughing. I'll mute myself. (laughs) And we have categories on what we want to do for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day that year. Examples are what we are going to have for Christmas Day breakfast and Christmas Day dinner. Controversy took place last year as a Christmas Day buffet won instead of the traditional dinner. The one present we can open before going to bed Christmas Eve. Oh, sorry. I'm reading this. I, yeah, I got you fast. now. It's great. So there was a controversy. The controversy was over dinner. We, we, comma. Yeah. The, the buffet won. Yep. And then now the other things they vote on are the one present that they can open before going to bed Christmas Eve. Who gets to put the star on top of the tree? what film we will watch before going to bed, etc. In each category, the four of us will get to have a suggestion. So there's only four people? It's, it's a tight vote. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought there were more people. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay, anyways. In each category, the four of us will get to have a suggestion, and we vote on the winner by writing our favorite suggestion on a piece of paper. Obviously, whichever suggestion gets the most votes is the winner. Mm-hmm. And love the podcast. Thank you for keeping me festive all year round here in the UK. Well, thank you, Craig. That's really cool. Thanks, Craig. Now, Craig, I don't want to bring the mood <laughs> down here, Craig, but you uh, you put your Instagram handle 
in this email, <laughs> obviously I go over, I see what at the Christmas guy 365 is up to on Instagram, doing a lot of good work, doing the Lord's work, you might say. Uh, he posts a lot about Christmas podcasts, lots of screenshots. Here's what I'm listening to. There is a glaring, glaring uh, lack of Christmas morning <gasps> posts on your Instagram. Wow. And um, I don't want to say I'm personally offended. Wow. But I'm personally offended. Well, maybe it's an oversight. I know. I don't, I don't care. What did, Craig, what did you want me to do, bud? You put your Instagram handle in there. Of course I'm going to check it out. You're asking for it, Craig. I feel like Craig was just waiting to like get on the podcast before he posted about it. You know, oh, yeah. Maybe oh, maybe okay. that's it. Maybe he's been on those other podcasts already. Well, I'm going to tag Craig on our post today and see. <laughs> maybe we'll make it into the ranks. I don't know. Well. Dare to dream, dare to dream. Wow. I'm just saying, at the everybody follow at the Christmas Guy 365 and just wait on pins and needles. The post is coming and it is going to be electric. <laughs> or just start commenting and tagging Christmas yes, Morning that's Pod. That's a good idea. You know? Yes, thank you. At Xmas Morning yeah, Pod. I, is it Xmas? I want it on the record, Craig, that I am not. No, our, so no, our Instagram Christmas handle. No. The at? You don't advertise Christmas Morning <sighs> Pod be. enough. That's that's the problem. Yeah. That's the real crime here. Oh, it is Xmas morning, huh? Isn't it, huh? Okay. Well, <laughs> luckily Shannon's here. Hey, if anybody wants to <laughs> that's run right, our that's social right. media, I think uh, Scott would be happy I'm to I'm still hand waiting that for off. producer Aaron to hop in here, but uh-uh. Moving mm-hmm. right along. I think that's all you, Scott. Scott and I are both uh, are, are both social media um, at a, illiterate almost. We just kind of like poke around um and maybe that's what happened with craig maybe craig thought he did maybe he meant to it ended up in the drafts i'm gonna give craig the benefit of the benefit of the doubt yeah yeah we we don't know what happened we can't pass judgment uh craig fill us in let's move on to the next one shannon you get a break from reading here because now we have some listener supplied audio clips which are always fantastic Ooh, i love these and the first one is from someone we've never heard from before, and that's fantastic. This is from Elizabeth Alaya. Hello, everyone. My name's Elizabeth, and I wanted to share one of my favorite Christmas memories. You should know that my birthday is actually on Christmas Day, which I do love, especially as a kid, I loved it. This particular Christmas slash birthday, I was five going on six, and we had just moved from San Diego, California to Orlando, Florida. And at that time, my mom, who's a single parent, she was not able to move with us. She had to kind of finish out the fiscal year at her job and then move later. So I was pretty bummed that my mom wasn't around for Christmas. I was pretty bummed that we had moved. I was very concerned that Santa would not be able to find me and that my mom wouldn't be able to give me my birthday presents. So I moved with my grandparents uh, earlier in December. And so on Christmas morning, I'll never forget, I woke up in my new bedroom that was still kind of empty since we had just moved. And I woke up and there was a present at the foot of my bed. And I was really excited. And then I realized there was another present 
just a few inches away. And then I opened my door and there was another present and another present. And there was a present trail that Santa had left me that led all the way to the Christmas tree. And at the Christmas tree, I had my birthday presents from my mama who had mailed them in time. And so it's just one of the sweetest memories I have. My mom was a single parent all throughout my childhood, um, still is today, but she found a way to make it special during such a crazy time of year, a time where so much change was going on and it just has stuck with me all of these years. So wanted to share that with the morning people. Thank you guys for this wonderful podcast. It just brings me so much joy each week. And Merry Christmas, everyone. Wasn't that sweet? Oh, Elizabeth, that was amazing. So sweet. I have a couple of thoughts. One, it's good to hear from somebody whose birthday is on Christmas that doesn't like hate it. I know a lot of people that that's their thing. And they're like, I I, I didn't get a Christmas. I didn't get a birthday. And she seemed like uh, she really liked it and that. That makes me happy. That makes me happy. Yeah. And also shout out to uh, shout out to your mom. What a champion. What an absolute champion. And all the That's single amazing. moms out there that listen to this show, you are crushing it. Keep up the great work. That was great. And if I butchered your last name, Elizabeth, I apologize. I think it's Ilya, but it's spelled Y-L-A-L-A. And I had to- Is it Elia? Very possibly, yes. That you should have been reading this. I should have not, but uh, I but I apologize. The next one, I've I've got this one down though. This is from Jessica Trinidad. No problem there. Nailed it. Merry Christmas, everyone. I'd like to tell you about the extraordinary opportunity that I got when I was 12 years old to spend Christmas with the Spanish side of my family. My father was from Spain, and he came to America to escape the Francisco Franco dictatorship. When I was 12, he took me and my 16-year-old sister, Amy, to Spain and then France to spend Christmas together. The reason why we ended up in France was because most of my Spanish family actually ended up in France, again, escaping the dictatorship. We did spend a couple of days in Spain with my Tete Pepe, my uncle, and got to enjoy Christmas time in Spain. And it was absolutely lovely and enchanting and just wonderful for me. We went to the Plaza Mayor, which is basically the center of the old part of Madrid. And there they have an outdoor Christmas market. And while we were enjoying the market, it was exciting to me to see that there were just kind of random groups of friends that would just like walk around arm in arm singing Christmas carols. That was just so delightful to me. A couple days later, we ended up going to Paris, and we actually went to a city called Nanterre, which is just outside of Paris, and that's where we stayed with all of the cousins and aunts and uncles, and we spent Christmas and New Year's there. The big culture shock to me was that in most of Europe, the majority of Christmas celebration actually happens on Christmas Eve, and as a 12-year-old, I was still all about the whole, you know, you have a little bit of Christmas Eve, then you go to sleep and then you wake up and have Christmas morning. But this was a totally different experience and it was absolutely extraordinary. We had a big dinner. We all got dressed up. They had the tables set up in kind of a horseshoe shape around the hearth where they were cooking a full lamb. I kid you not. One of the boyfriends of one of my cousins was a chef, and so he made this extraordinary dinner for us. When dinner was over, we exchanged presents, and when that was over, music was on. And in the Spanish-speaking world, if music is on, dancing and or singing will absolutely happen. And so 
We danced the whole night through. I am not exaggerating. It was the first time in my life that I stayed up all night and it was so exciting. It was a wonderful experience and fortunately I got to have that experience again when I lived in Spain when I was 20 during college. If you ever get the chance to spend Christmas in another country, please, please, please embrace it, do it, jump on the opportunity. It's amazing. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Joya Noel. Feliz Navidad to you. Wonderful. Wonder. I, I love hearing about other cultures and how they celebrate Christmas. It's always so fun. So many fun like details that are just like so specific and distinct and beautiful. I love it. Yeah, except for the lamb part. That, that didn't do it for me. But everything else, awesome. And her accents are amazing. Oh, yeah. I could listen to Jessica talk all day long. It would be wonderful. I wish she was my Siri. That would be just so wonderful. <laughs> That's interesting. All right, Bran, I don't know if we're still in Christmas memories here or if we're in recipes, but we're bridging the gap. So why don't you introduce recipes and then I'll have Shannon do the reading on it. We're bridging the gap. Two recipes. <laughs> wow. That's not the recipes intro. We're bridging the gap. So are we going to wow. get a separate recipes intro in a minute? Yeah, we're going to get a okay, separate right, right, right. recipes intro, right. Scotty. Shannon, could you read the email from Langley Clements? <clears throat> Excuse me. My allergies really not doing so great. Anyways. Yeah, a lot of lung butter today. Okay. That's an interesting comment, but uh, <laughs> very visual. From Langley Clements, Mary. Well, it's recipes. Mary. What? It, it's about recipes. Oh, yeah. Lung uh-huh. butter is an ingredient. Oh, that's gross. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. That's, that's nasty. <laughs> Anyways. Mary, almost Christmas in July, kind of, Bran, Scott, and Shannon. I have been meaning there you go. <laughs> I have been meaning to submit one of my family's most prominent holiday baking traditions for the past several months. For as long as I can remember, my parents and I have made dozens of batches of cheese biscuits every holiday season. Typically on brand cheese biscuits. Sounds so good. Desert island food. T- go on, typically please. Typically on the first I don't know what that means. It means if I was trapped on a desert island, that's the food I would want. Desert island. If you're stuck on a desert island, this is something you would want. Please airdrop cheese biscuits, Langley. Go on. Sorry to interrupt you. Oh, fine. Oh, now I get it. Okay. Okay. Anyways. Typically on the first Saturday of December, their kitchen turns into an assembly line of sorts. We shred multiple blocks of Kirkland sharp cheddar cheese, buy boxes of Rice crispy cereal, open a Costco-sized bag of flour, soften many pounds of salted butter, open a new container of ground cayenne pepper, take every mixing bowl out of the cabinet, and get to measuring. Oh, I wish I was eating it right now. Um, I'm interested to hear where the Rice Krispie cereal comes in. We each have a mixing process we prefer. I like the stand mixer, while my mom likes the food processor. But the mixture ends up more or less the same, regardless of how the dough comes together. Whoever is in charge of the mixing pours the dough onto a large baking sheet as each batch comes together, and the other two start making thousands of cheese biscuit dough balls. Thousands. Thousands. That's a lot. Uh, Once there are a decent number of dough balls made, one person starts placing the dough on a new baking sheet and flattening it with a fork. Over the last 25 years that I can remember helping, 
We have perfected the time and placement of the pans in the oven and the height and amount of paprika that we sprinkle on top when they are fresh out of the oven. Cheese biscuits not cooking correctly was actually how we learned the oven needed repairs several years ago. Ooh, that sounds like a rough mistake. Yeah, yeah that, that was a tough day. That was a tough day in the Clements household. Um, yeah. that, was a, that was a tough day. This is one of those recipes that we no longer have to find the cookbook for because we have it memorized, which is just as well because the pages are stained and the book is held together with rubber bands. Cheese biscuits have been teacher, colleague, and host gifts requested as a snack for dinner and birthday parties and are our family's go-to when providing love to friends and family when they suffer loss. I made them several years ago when I was working a retail job for a bake sale benefiting No Kid Hungry and friends came to the mall specifically to buy them and donate more than we were asking because they were excited to have them at a time other than the holidays. Making cheese biscuits with my mom is actually how I first started watching Hallmark. She would have them playing in the background while we baked because we could follow along without having to pay close attention. So, in a funny way, cheese biscuits are the reason I found Deck the Hallmark, became a double-decker, and ultimately found Christmas morning. Since it is a special occasion, maybe even I can bring some to Bramblefest. Oh, I like this plan. I have a... (laughs) Yes, that sounds like a great idea. I have attached a few pictures of the cheese biscuit dough balls, the final product, and the bags that were sold during the bake sale. This may be a story for another Christmas party, but several years ago, after watching too many British baking shows, I decided to see what mince pies were all about and they have become another holiday baking tradition. Thank you for keeping the spirit of Christmas alive year-round. I look forward to Christmas morning every Wednesday and the Christmas party every 25th. Fantastic. Love it. I hope you all know how much joy, happiness, and light you bring to your listeners. Well, thanks, Langley. That was awesome. I would love to try the biscuits, so please bring them to Bramblefest. I would be happy to try them. Oh, heck yeah. Look at these photos. These photos will be on our Instagram. Brand, when I die, please float me down a river of these cheese biscuits. That's all I'm asking. I don't want to. I don't want to brag. But have we received some of these in the mail? Yeah. What a dirty dog! It's good to be at 135 Edinburgh Court, Suite 102, Greenville, 29607. Let's go, Langley. I, I get you have to send multiple shipments in order to get them to the Christmas yep. party. But, you know, if you want to just send them over or just bring them to Bramblefest for the Christmas in yep. July Christmas party, that'll yep. be just as good. We'll, we'll taste them live. I will turn my insulin pump to max yeah. on this one. No That's problem. Brand, can you just give us a quick review of how these taste? Do they taste as good as they look? Very good. Okay, good. Okay. Do you want to take a quick break, Scott? Now that is the kind of thinking that we need around here. Let's take a very quick break. And when we come back, we will officially be in the recipes here on Christmas morning. All right, Bran, let's hear it. Add some butter, add some salt. It's a recipe. Yeah. That was excellent. (laughs) That's amazing. 
All right, this one's from Rose Maddox. Who always does a diabetic friendly one for me, which is the most thoughtful thing anybody ever has done in my life, I think. Wow. Amazing. I love Poss- it. For- possibly. <laughs> I don't know. It's up. It's way up there. For this month's dessert, in honor of Cinco de Mayo, I decided to make flan. Listen up, Jessica Trinidad. Flan is typically thought of as a Mexican dessert. But versions can be found all over the world, including France, Germany, and China. My version is your basic diabetic-friendly version. Woo! I've never made flan before, as I thought it would be very difficult. Well, it isn't. It's actually very easy to make. It's getting it out of the mold that is the challenge. I found a recipe at Stylish Cravings by Jasmine Espinal. Hers was a little harder to make than others I found. But I chose hers because she's so fond of flan, she recommends it not only as a holiday dessert, but as a holiday gift in place of Christmas cookies. I still love Christmas mm-hmm. cookies, though. No, I'll take both. Just yeah. send me both. Yeah. Just send me both. As for getting it out of the pan, remember the game operation? Yeah, you want to be that careful. I took my advice from World of Pans, which treats the procedure like major surgery. <laughs> wow. Of course, we know World of Pans. We love it. We knew that it existed before today. Today's show brought to you by World of Pans. (laughs) And we also know major surgery, so. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And minor surgery. It begins by letting the flan. You're going to need minor surgery on your lungs, I think. (laughs) It, it, It begins by letting the flan sit overnight in the fridge, then warming it to room temperature, breaking the seal, tapping the bottom of the pan, and finally... Flipping it over onto a plate. I must say, following the directions worked like a charm. I've attached a picture showing my results. Not too bad for my first flan rodeo. I paired it with homemade keto horchata, which is a simple blend of one cup almond milk, one cup ice cubes, two tablespoons powdered swerve, swerve. Two, ta- two tablespoons heavy whipping cream, a.k.a. one teaspoon almond milk, one teaspoon Greek yogurt. It's basically a mixture of almond milk and Greek yogurt. Half a teaspoon cinnamon and an eighth teaspoon vanilla and a pinch of salt. This drink can be served hot as well, making a perfect dessert drink to go with your flan. Both the flan and horchata come in at two net carbs per serving. And that looks like a beautiful, I love the display. That looks Mm -hmm. really good. I really like that. Good. Now, uh, Brand, this is not officially sanctioned by World of Pans, but I would just <laughs> eat it straight out of the dish. That's another way to do it. Yeah. That causes no problem. But this is beautiful. I will post the photo to our Instagram. Thank you, Rose. This is not only is it very thoughtful to think of me and all the other diabetics out there each month, I love the photos and I love the care you put into these. So thank you. I wonder if World of Pans hopefully, also uh, has uh, World of Flans. Uh, uh, Flans. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's no. their sister site, Sorry. World of is, World is of Flan. Is it Flan or Flan? Uh, I don't. Jessica Trinidad, please that... weigh in. I would say Flan. <laughs> I said I said Flan, and if it's Flan, I think I it might think be it's Flan. flan. I think it's Flan. flan. I, I lived in yeah. Tampa flan. for a long time, and Flan, flan is a specialty flan. down there. It's delicious, no matter flan. what. It's a very custardy and delicious. If you make a bunch of it, does it become an all you Flan Flan eat? All you can. Oh, no, that's all you flan eat. All you flan eat? Is it a fantastic day? (laughs) It's fantastic. Fantastic. All right, Brandon, I need one last musical introduction for books and movie reviews, please. Or books and TV. 
One has words and others have sounds. It's books and TV right now. Oh, boy. It just keeps getting better, Shannon. I, Thanks. I don't Thank know who's going to top it each time. Every time. All right. The first one is from our good friend. <clears throat> oh, great. Uh-oh, now I got Shannon's it on. sickness. <laughs> <laughs> the first the one is from Lynn. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Can can you let me do this? The first one is from our buddy Lenora Gilbert. She has a review for us from Brian Earle's book, Christmas Past. Wow, this is very meta. This is an audio review of a podcaster's book mm-hmm. on another podcast. This is yeah. layered. Wow. Hopefully someone writes about this. <laughs> Hello, all you lovely Christmas morning people. It's Lenora from Arizona here, roving reporter and Christmas freak on the street. I'm here today to talk to you about a book I read in the new year. It's called Christmas Past, the fascinating stories behind our favorite holiday traditions. The author is Brian Earle. You may know him from a podcast called Christmas Past. I really think you're going to want to put this book on your Christmas wish list this year. There's so much research about all the many aspects of Christmas. Chapters include food and drink, characters, music and movies, Christmas culture in general. I love Christmas history and it's very fascinating and I really learned a lot from this book. It is amazing to learn about all the things that don't you don't really think about. Like where's the tradition of wrapping gifts in colored paper come from? Before 1917, it was in plain tissue paper until one store ran out and used some colored sheets and then the wrapping paper industry was born. From mince pies to poinsettias, even if you think you know a lot about Christmas, you should come away with some new knowledge and a better understanding about why we do the things we do at Christmas. Thanks, everyone. Lenora posted a photo. I believe these are her feet in front of a fireplace with the book on her lap. I can't guarantee that, but boy, does it look cozy. I would imagine they are. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think she just went into yeah, someone else's house and took a photo of their feet. It does. But thank you, Lenora. That would be an interesting move. I love Lenora's little intro. Isn't she great? Christmas Freak on I the do Street. I love it. It's so good. I love it's that. So now, Bran, I read this book last year, yes. although technically I listened to it on Audible, mm-hmm. and my wife says I'm not allowed to say that I read a book if I listened to it, although I did ask if a blind person exactly. consumes a book via Braille, is that reading? And she said, of course it is. So I, I don't know. But um, this is a note to all you newly oh. married people out there. You're not going to win an argument no. with your wife or, or spouse, so just don't even try. I would try to say that if someone is blind and they have to listen to a book, they're reading the book. So. As long as it's unabridged, that's my only thing. And it was. And it was a fantastic book. I would say uh, there, there is a pretty glaring difference here in that <laughs> you're not blind. True. But, he but I have be. a very short attention span. <laughs> but the book is excellent. I loved it. The version I have was narrated by Brian Earle. It's on Audible. And at the same time, mm-hmm. like I think within another week, I also listened to Bill Bryson's book, The Secret History of Christmas. So I was fully loaded on all sorts of Christmas traditions. They're both going to be in my, I don't know, repertoire uh, for the end of the year. I just loved it. Thank you, Lenora. Christmas podcasting godfather, Mm -hmm. uh, founding father. I don't know. Some kind of father. Do you think he listens (laughs) to this show? I don't know. I've never heard uh, one one way or the other. Brian, if you're listening, please let us know. Christmasmorningpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to know. That That would really... 
you know, set our stockings afire, I think. Tickle, tickle our fancy. Do we got anything else? I have one last one here. This oh is from Joe Fulton, yes. the Christmas aficionado. Yes. He sent us a review of The Nanny. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> the Christmas episode. Can I get through the nanny Christmas episode without being annoyed by her laugh? Nah. Give me 60 seconds of your time to hear my review and recap starting now. Wait, wait, wait. That's not the right background music. That's better. Being Jewish, Fran celebrates Christmas for the first time with the Sheffield family, and she has a lot to learn making the rookie mistake of hanging the tinsel before putting on the lights. Mr. Sheffield asks the nanny to work on Christmas Day as he has to go to Washington, D.C., and the family will celebrate on December 24th before he flies out of town. Fran asks if the kids have written their letters to Santa about what they won, but the kids really don't believe in the jolly one, just Edna, their father's personal shopper who buys all of their gifts. Fran asks Grace what she would want for Christmas to make her believe in Santa, and all Grace wants is her daddy for Christmas. She tells Mr. Sheffield that he's doing Christmas all wrong. The father's going out of town, the kids don't believe in Santa, and he should really buy the kids personal gifts from the heart instead of using a personal shopper. On the day before Christmas, the family celebrates, and Mr. Sheffield surprises Fran with a vase instead of a Christmas bonus. She was counting on the cash bonus to cover the gifts she bought for the children, but has no other option but to pawn her grandmother's watch. When Mr. Sheffield learns she pawned the watch, he leaves the airport to apologize for not giving her a bonus and accidentally sits on the vase he gave Fran. The entire family spends Christmas at the hospital to care for Mr. Sheffield's butt, removing the glass from the crushed vase. Grace believes in Santa now that she has her daddy home for Christmas. So final thoughts, it's really important to take care of your employees. While Mr. Sheffield's heart was in the right place giving her the vase, a four-figure bonus is truly the best way to thank your employees for all their hard work. So, did I make it through the entire episode without being annoyed by Fran's laugh? I did, and it was very funny, even after hearing Fran make this sound. I give this episode a B plus. So that's my review of the nanny Christmas episode from the first season. What Christmas episode should I review next? Here's another recommendation of a not so well known Christmas TV episode. Find out how an extraterrestrial celebrates Christmas by hiding eggs and chopping up the family tree by watching the 1986 television show ALF, the episode O'Tannerbaum. Okay, it's not great, but when's the last time you watched ALF? You can easily find that episode on YouTube. If you watch it, let me know what you think. I'm the Christmas aficionado, and remember, stay off the naughty list. I don't like the nanny. <laughs> wow, I didn't hear that end bit. That was not me. That was in <laughs> Joe's audio file. Joe, five stars for the audio production well and done. the quality of that. Thank you for that doing that. I, I really appreciate it. It's truly an art. It's truly oh, a work man. of art every month. And I got to say, I love Alf. And in fact, I love Alf. Yes. In fact, at Christmas Con last year, where I met Joe, um, I there was a guy walking around with an Alf doll with no real explanation <laughs> and it has stuck with me. Do you remember that, Brian? Yeah. You remember wow. the Alf guy? See, when you see a guy out walking around Christmas con with Alf with no explanation, it tends wow. to stick with you. It's unsettling and also comforting at the same time. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. 
Okay, I'm exhausted from doing this. This was so wonderful. We had so much good content this month. And y'all should buckle up because next month is going to be even bigger because it's going to be halfway to Christmas. Yeah. Calls it. Maybe even a fourth host. And then in July, maybe even a live one in July for Christmas in July. Yes. Woohoo. Yes. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait. I ordered my buddy the elf hat already. I, I can't wait. No one asked you to do it, but thank you for doing it. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> Listen, you can have a Santa hat, an aviator hat, or a Buddy the Elf hat. I am concerned, but okay. Yeah, Shannon doesn't think it's going to give off the right vibe, but that's I, okay. I don't know what it's going to do, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to find out, aren't we? Thank you yeah. for joining both of you. Shannon, I know Yay. you were on vacation and flew up to the North Pole for us, so thank you for yes. making the time. I know everybody out there appreciates it. We love having you, and you do such a wonderful job reading all of the long emails. Thank you. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here and happy to join you guys. And I'm opposite of exhausted. I'm energized. I'm going to go oh, do you some are? Christmas things now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. going to. Take a page from the listeners. I hope everyone else is too. Maybe it's just me. Uh, Brian and I have done multiple episodes this week, so it's uh, it's it's just a lot. It's a lot, and I love it. I wouldn't trade it for a single thing. This this beats digging a ditch any day. I don't know why those are the two options. <laughs> <laughs> those are the two things I'm good at. I can dig ditches, or I can do Christmas podcasts. That's it. Scott, you can do one of two <laughs> things today. It's either dig a ditch or do a Christmas podcast. You pick it. You could do whatever you want. To be honest, why are you digging ditches? That's a whole other uh, question. Because Anyways, I have long arms. We digress. Long arms. That's all. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. Uh, I hope you open the size of your arms. <laughs> because if you're standing in the ditch, the length of your arms. If you're standing in the ditch, then you can get the dirt out. You're digging a very long, a very deep ditch. It's more of a hole than a ditch. I, I'm good at both. It is. You're bil- You're digging <laughs> graves. Are you burying bodies? You're digging graves. Admit it. You're digging graves. Uh, he's burying bodies. Oh my gosh! Thank you for joining us, everybody. I hope you enjoyed both episodes this week, and we will see you next week. Until then. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas!